Even if you go back and you look at the kernels, and they didn't split open. But since it was sitting soaked in water, right? So we say that that, that it's going to bring you to Chomets. Hagodar says, You have to make sure rain doesn't pour onto the wheat. Because then even if it doesn't split open, it's going to be awesome. After you cut the wheat, right? You take it to the silo. We're going to see more halachas as we go further about it. You have to make sure that it stays dry. Let's say have a large amount, something got wet in the silo when you want it to be bottled. But we discussed the different halachas of when bittel can work before yomtiv and it's not chayzer v'nei around yomtiv. And when we say that even if it was bittel before yomtiv, it could become re Reconstituted because we don't want to see it as a taruvis and yomtiv and it will become awesome. Sivka involves shenaflul of ma'im vafilu ma'at even of a small amount. Ba'ayim beir alacha. It brings up a sefer machalik between wheat and barley and the different types of grains and how quickly they're going to crack open. Sivka and zayin afal bishlein is bakayim. He neve sivtes kasev machaber afal bishlein is bakam mamish. Sivtes to machaber uses a stronger term. It says even if it didn't mamish crack open, the hainu afshin is rachicha. Even if it's softened, shakroy veislus bakeya. It's close to splitting open. The kan shinu l'shem because al bishlein is bakeya. Here he just says lein is bakeya. He doesn't say lein is baka mamish. Laheris davu bishlein is rachich klal gam kinasa. To show us that in such a case, what actually was sitting in the river, even if it softens a little bit, sorry, even if it doesn't soften up at all, right? It's still going to be. Aser, because it's sat in the water. The kibun the menach naichi what's loymer after in the sisa even when it's moist. The place can be saw last night. Through the any oisel and kinis baku that when you find moist wheat kernels, it's only a question: Did the kernels split open or not? Al kapanim binu kulam shu kravis les bakeya, or at least you need when it was moist that it's close to popping open. Shani hasam the basically sasa the sisa asig ba veinemir kol kach lahachmet mashkein hacha the menach naichi. So last night we told when it was dripping on it. So he said, because it was teared, because it was being worked on the whole time, because it kept on dripping on it. There, you could see if it split open or not. And if not, it wasn't a problem. Over here, it's not, nothing, it's not being tarred, like we used the word tarred yesterday. It's not being worked, but it's just sitting soaking in the water. It fell into the river, right? Then we say it's more likely to, to become chametz. Sivka and Tes Chimutz. If it fell into the water for at least 18 minutes, and it didn't become chomets if it didn't sit in the water for 18 minutes. Even if this happens, that your sack falls into the bathtub on Pesach, find the guy first, you know, you're cleaning lady, alright, you guys should bottle at home, for 18 minutes, something get over him, do a quick, quick deal. Right away. What happens if a, guy, a yid goes, buys some regoy wheat? Right? He goes to the market, looks like nice dry kernels, and he buys it. And then the guy tells him, you know, by the way, they were moist at one point. You know, they got wet. 
And in them, when the guy is not believed, even if he says it matter-of-factly, since he told it to the Yid after the Yid bought it, now the Yid owns it, the guy doesn't have the ability to take something that has a cheska's head that belongs to a Yid, and now answer it. But me, you make a mukhsak lanam on the enough, answer, fa'afilu, emloi hai mesech vitumayin. But let's say you know this guy. You deal with this guy a lot. You know he would never lie to you. And you trust the guy. Then of course it's also for you to use it on Pesach. The point is, let's say it's a guy you don't trust. You don't know if you trust or not. You're not mukhif to believe him. But let's say it's a guy you deal with business. And if he tells you they became moist, they became moist. Right? Then of course it's also to use Let's say you had grain sitting in an attic or in a silo. And rain came through the roof. It came in a few places when it got moist. So those kernels when it became moist, any other area in the top of the silo. You can leave it. Maybe over there no rain fell. And that and even if in that area what it is for, Shemoin is Khamsu could be didn't you know crack the kernel, didn't get enough moisture that it would actually make a comments. Avalach on the Pesach, but to eat it on Pesach, also Mahani Sveksvega. You're not gonna rely on a Sveksvega to eat it on Pesach, you're just gonna rely on a Sveksvega that you can hold on to it, and I'm gonna destroy it. Sivkon Yud Vyardu Gisham, Hainu Mgdesh is a sapic sheminus na achla kharbe. So when it dropped in a few places and you worried that a lot got moist, so this is so after those that whole area becomes awesome. But if it's only one area, let's say I don't know one spot in the silo had a leak, so that area, of course, you could separate that area and the rest is mutter. Many say you could rely on the Svexveka if it's a place where it's going to be a great loss, leaving it left the Pesach. And if you're going to have no Svexveka, which is your last bag of wheat, without this, you're not going to bake matzahs, back then they baked matzahs on Yomtev itself, so then you could use it. Today, Baruch Hashem. We don't use any. We don't have any of these problems. All our flour is shmura, and we make sure that it's all, it's all uh, dry, and we don't have a problem. We don't bake matzahs and use flour on Pesach anyway. Siv gimel chitim wheat shabal besvina wheat that came by boat. It may be veishes vekoshes if they're dry and they're hard. When ishtanam areim the wheat kernels look with the natural look. You have no, we don't to assume that on the boat, you know, during shipping, it got wet. Right? So technically, a guy sends you a shipment of wheat kernels to FedEx or UPS, right? You get it, you open up, nice dry kernels. You have no reason to assume they ever got wet. We're not talking about pre-washed, obviously. You have to assume that they got wet somewhere along the line. You have to assume that they got wet somewhere if you know that they got wet, even if it doesn't appear to have changed all, but you know it got wet, and it's also. Awesome. They didn't change his appearance. If the appearance did change, or they're moist, so then you're allowed to keep them over Pesach. You can assume there's no water came in them. You're allowed to use them even to eat. 
there's some type of boats that they had that were very, very common that the bottoms of the boats would get inside and the bottom of the water would come into the boat and that's where the storage was when they did shipping, right? So it, was, you know, it would be normal that the kernels did get wet. And also, or... It was, it was, or it was a type of boat where it was stored in an area on top where at some point during the escapade, the, the boat strip, it rained and it would have got wet. So, especially, it seems like these, like you've seen those old faction pictures on these large sailboats, they would also row with oars sometimes, right? When, what happens when you row with an oar? You water gets splashed in. It says that if the sails are splashing with water and, and that's where the, Kernels were, and you have to assume that they got wet. So then, then you have to assume that they got wet. One in such case should not purchase any such wheat. Then maybe, if he says maybe it could be not clear to suspect that it rained during the trip. And it says it could be, be make or not to be that the little bit of water that came in from the oars. But if you know that the wheat was kept in the bottom of the boat where there's permanently water, it was definitely soaking it. It's a long time, but by the time it came to you, it dried out. In such a case, even if it didn't split open. He says, such a case, you have to go to the Bikim and say, listen, when you see these sacks, can I assume that 60, you know, 1 to 60 ratio only was sitting beneath the water in the bottom of the hall, right? And, but if you're not going to be able to know that as well to Lashishim, you can't use it on Pesach, even with the Evet. Siv Dalet. Shona Shirabu Gishamim. These happens these years. Right? This, this is a problem. And the years, and in the now day and age. Right? The year when you had a lot of rain. Viyordu ala remus shabasodis atchayik tsasme ashabom shal remus malam tsmochim. Ain choshishin lestam chitim shaloy seshana. Okay? That let's say a very rainy season. And when you have the piles in the field, right after you're cutting, right, it gets wet. To the point where even if you look at it, it can even start sprouting out from the shibal, from the stalks, right? So, uh, right. So then you have a problem. So Mishbur says, "Ain chayshin kolshin roim them simen chimutz." Says, "But in such a year, it was a rainy season. No one's gonna have flour." So he says, "What?" So kolshin roim them simen chimutz. As long as you don't see on it. The sign of the coming chametz. It's right to align the raven, right? Let's say it rained into the silo. The majority of them become chametz. Even 
those piles where you see rain fell, you're going to assume that only on the outer stalk got hit by the rain, and that the inner area where the kernels are sitting, right, you know, in the stalk, that that didn't get wet. Even if it went could be wet and stay there long enough to become chametz. And we'll call them nevertheless. If you see in front of you some weed kernels that started sprouting out, which means that they were wet, you have to make sure you have 60 human When you take the kernels to sell in the market, and the rain is raining onto these sacks, until the sacks are soaked in water. The gamachitim and the wheat gets moist. Asurim medina, meikar adin, and all I use it on Pesach. The race in front of our face. That's why today, when you have something that's shmur mishasak to you, right? So they have to make sure when it's shipped, when those deliveries are made from those trucks and off the trucks and in and out of those warehouses where it's kept, it's always done on non rainy days, so that the truck could pull into the building in a way that those sacks can't get wet. Because a lot of the deals are not careful. Says many of these dealers and the wheat dealers were not bnei teru. So those who sell wheat have to warn. On a heavy rain year, if you know what came on the sacks, says the rabbanu have to warn the wheat dealers. It's a rainy year that they better include in their mechir to the guy for Pesach their sacks of wheat. Meaning they can't assume that, oh, that's achom, it's, that's, that's wheat. Right? But if it was a rainy year, and you have what to worry about, of things, you know, having come chomets in those acts, so make sure to be included in the mechira. Vestam chitim, kazm shayakinazik delo, that you're not chayshed, vestam chitim, behalach lamaisa, shehitim liknes chitim on Pesach, av shehitim netzorim bebeiris, kol shleim inu bam shim bam rison, ve'enam lachos v'tigur achreinam. So, so he says that the you have silos of wheat, and it may have rained, right? But as long as you didn't see any problem with the wheat, and you have no reason to assume that the water got past the, the stalks and into the kernels, you can assume that they stay dry, and you could purchase them if you start for Pesach. We'll stop over here.